I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes to another riveting episode of this show. I don't yeah. want to steal the title from you. I God. am the green faceless from. Uh, I am the green faceless. Jesus, I'm an Why did I even today. get out of the bed? Why did I get out of the bed? Okay, all right, all right, all right. We'll keep that, but we're gonna try again. Go ahead. We'll take two. <laughs> <laughs> take two. <laughs> I love you. Thank you, guys. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. Uh, I was going to start off saying I am the Confuddled Leon, uh, but you seem a bit more confuddled than I am. Apparently, man. Like, yeah. We have record and my brain just shut off completely. (laughs) I... uh, had a vaccine yesterday and it it kind of put me on my ass a little bit more than i thought it would mostly it just made it really difficult for me to sleep last night uh with the hot and cold uh and i'm just just feeling very off today but i'm here to record the potato pick for you guys who uh yes that this was suggested to us by doc mike and don ham Don Callahan. Uh, <laughs> Almost did it to yourself again there. Yeah, we're going to cut that out. We're going to cut that bit out. No, we'll this keep is the first bit and we'll cut that bit out. Indeed. Yes, thank you for this pick. Uh, it is a very unique one today. Yeah. We called it a, a Michelle Williams spotlight. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with you. Uh, it definitely is a good spotlight of her acting performances to, uh, two really good ones here. We got the station agent way back in 2003 and, uh, M- Manchester by the sea in 2016. Yeah. Uh, I had, I've seen, I saw Manchester by the sea when it came out, absolutely wrecked me. I had not seen station agent. So I was pretty excited, especially yes. when I looked up the cast for it. Um, but I will say it's, it's, uh, I'm going to change it a little bit. I think it works better um, only because M- Michelle Williams is really famous for being a supporting actor. Uh-huh. She is in a lot of supporting roles. She's absolutely phenomenal at that job. Uh, she's, I mean, all the roles that I can think of that she's in is a supporting role. With the exception of Dawson's Creek, I guess you can consider her a main character in Dawson's Creek. Okay. Um, I haven't seen that. So uh, It's, yeah, one of my parents' favorite shows They've watched it probably 10 plus times. I know she's gotten a uh, lot of accolades. Uh, I, yeah. I know her more by her name than her work because, honestly, right. there's just less of it for her than other actors. Yeah, and she she's also, you know, she got wrapped up in the Heath Ledger drama, mm-hmm. um, being the mother of his child when he passed. And so, like, there's there's a lot that goes around her life that's not mostly focused on her work. You know, it's like it's it's like the role she's played. It's no longer uh, mm. it's, it's no longer every single job. It's like, oh yeah, she's the lady from Dawson's Creek, or, or you know, she's Heath Ledger's wife. But she does she does so many good uh, supporting character roles, and I do agree that it's a good. Um, choice a good uh, actor spotlight i think this also works as a genre smackdown too um, sure. as a, like a psychological dramas 
Sure. Uh, one's one's a little more comedy heavy than the other one, but they both do still focus on the you know the mental side of being caged in, you know, mm-hmm. being walled off from from society. So it's like it works in both ways. I think. I just think it works better yeah. as a genre SmackDown because Michelle Williams, sadly, is as we talked about before this, she's barely in both of these films. She is. Uh, I I counted the scenes. I'm pretty sure that there's. Well, you think that there? I didn't like count as well for Manchester by the Sea. I will be what? honest. But I only I think you're right in in matter of talking scenes. Yes, in matter of talking scenes, I think you're right. Yeah, she talks in. I believe only three scenes in this movie. And then in the station agent, she's in about six scenes. I think maybe seven actually. And um, either way, I feel like her character has about equal weight in what's going on in the story. Uh, if, If not a little bit more for Manchester by the Sea, just because of the close relationship her character has to the main character uh but right. i'm getting ahead of ourselves a little bit let's no, but uh, you're right you're right i think what the easiest thing to do is to talk about the movie first and then jump back and talk about michelle williams roles in them yeah i think you might be right there uh do you want me to take station agent or would you rather i take manchester by the sea why don't you take manchester by the sea i'll do station all righty so take her away then earn um i'm a i'm a pretty big dinklage fan uh i'm a big dinker you can say um <laughs> <laughs> is that what his fans are called i don't know i doubt it uh but i do love a close to an irish slur so i'll be i, I hope not <laughs> oh yeah maybe yeah maybe uh <laughs> peter uh i'm a big fan and Finbar McBride is a big fan of trains. And That's right. uh, he works in a uh train model shop and under Henry uh Styles and uh that's played by Paul Benjamin. He is only in the first uh maybe 10 15 minutes of the film. But you know, if that that just just enough to this uh, status uh to establish the status quo of Finbar's life. He goes by Finn, but I love Finbar. <laughs> I know, it's a good name. It really is yeah, a good name. I like it a lot. Suddenly one day, Henry dies. He's an older man. <gasps> and uh, he leaves. Uh, he even lives. Uh, Finn, Finn even lives in the shop with, with the man. It's like at a, two right. apartments that are attached to the shop. And when he dies, Henry leaves him a spot of land in. Um, What's it called again? Shit. It's it's in New Jersey. New Finland. New Finland, New Jersey. That's right. Yeah. And uh he meets his lawyer. Man, I can't remember who the lawyer's name is, but uh the, Oh, it's Richard yeah, Kind. Important. It's Richard Kind. Um yeah. that, that's what I wanted to remember. Anyways, Richard Kind I do, Oh yeah, I do remember because he's in everything. Yeah, right. yeah. Richard Kind is across the table from him and is like uh it's you know it's beautiful country out there but there is shit all to do (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty much accurate of of new finland 
Uh, and kind of, kind of also what Finn, Finn was looking for. Kind of. You know? Yeah. He didn't maybe know. Uh, he, he came and what, what was left to him was this little, uh, depot stop, train depot, and a few train cars. Yeah. And so he, uh, moves in because, I mean, they're selling the shop that he lives in. So. Right. Yeah. It's already yeah. closed and everything. Right. He's got no job anymore. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> it's really sad. It is, but he's retired. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As he says, I do. I do like it though because it's like, um, you know, he goes out there seeking just the peace and solitude. Once he gets out there, he's like, "This is gonna be fine." Yeah, he's like I can hermit myself away from the world, like fucking crazy. Right. Except for the fact that Joe uh, Oramos yeah. has a, a truck, a, a, a coffee slash hot dog truck outside his train depot. And yes. uh, he keeps it just for his dad, who is ill. Uh, he apparently yeah, Joe. was living in Manhattan. Uh, right. And Joe, by the way, is played by Bobby Cannavale. Oh, thank you. Thank who, you. Yeah. Yeah. Who, in my opinion, was the saving grace of this movie. I mean, this movie doesn't need a saving grace. It's already really right. good. But, like, Bobby Cannavale's humor, like, that right. he adds to this whole film made this film so fucking enjoyable. Yes, yes. He uh, is, he's just such a confident, kind-hearted person. Like, he he just wants friends. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He really does. He really does. (laughs) And and not like, and not like friends, like what he would normally be hanging out with, because like they show the people that consider him friends. Mm Mm-hmm. And like, and he doesn't like get along with them because they're all they're all kind of rude and like they treat yeah. Uh, when, when they see Finn, when they see Finn, because of course Peter Dinklage uh, is a little person. What's the appropriate? A little person. Thank you. Uh, I didn't. I couldn't remember what the appropriate yeah, term this, is anymore. This movie is like a little the bit. Movie older. calls him one thing. Uh, the, they yeah. use the term dwarf in the movie. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I yeah, and I couldn't remember if that. I like. I didn't think that was the politically correct nowadays yeah. but yeah he, uh, Ben is a little person and so the people who are friends with Joe when they see him their first reaction is to mock him or to treat him differently yeah. and Joe is immediately like you know he Shut doesn't up, care guys. at all about it he just wants a fucking friend yeah like yeah and he he, he forces himself into Finn's life just because he he's sure like well this does. is a nice guy because Finn would like, rather be alone <clears throat> Uh, but it really, <laughs> really, Joe is just so fucking bored that, and he's yeah. like, there's this guy who lives literally across from where I'm working right now. I can talk to him. I can talk to him all day. This is going to be great. Right. And, and he finds him fascinating too. Yeah. That's the other thing is like, he's like, this is a cool guy. He's like, my friends aren't cool, but this guy is cool. And like he 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 even mentions to Finn, he's like, "There's not a lot of cool people around in this town. There's nothing to do. <clears throat> That's people right. are just stupid." And he's like, he just seeks out these these interesting people. Like uh, the other one he seeks out is Olivia Harris, played by Patricia Clarkson. That's right. Um, who is an artist, right? Is uh, that what she did? At, at least that's what she's spending her time doing. I don't really talk right. about what she. Uh, might have done at one time. I I don't think right. they ever really talk about her career. They just talk about David, her, her husband. Yeah. yeah. 
and and her situation too, which is uh, she is kind of estranged because her uh, son died a couple years ago, right. and she still hasn't come to terms with that. Like she hasn't accepted that or learned learned basically to live without her son. Mm. And you know she's kind of out in Newfoundland just to paint and just to like wither away. Sure. And along comes you know along comes Joe, who has been trying very desperately to get her to talk. Yeah. And when. When she almost kills Finn twice, twice by getting distracted on the road, <laughs> which is hilarious, by the way, because it's, it's like the first time. It, I like oh it. my god the the first time it happens, you're just like, holy shit! Like, what the hell, lady? Yeah. And then the second time, the second time she sees him, and in the process of seeing him, gets distracted yeah. and almost hits him again. Yeah. She she pours <laughs> coffee like, on herself oh. that time. Hot coffee. So that one's like yeah, almost excusable, but yeah, exactly. She is always getting into accidents. She pulls some furniture down on top of herself in Finn's house, and he has yeah, to help yeah. her. Antiques, <laughs> antique stuff too. Yes, I think. antique I think it was stuff. Yeah, costly. it was an antique yeah. ticket box, and uh, yeah. she's like, "Oh, these little drawers," and he's like, "No, wait, that doesn't pull right on top of her." <laughs> so bad. Yeah, she's. She's she does not make a good first impression, and it's really funny. No. And it's what's what's great about this movie is that from there, it follows you know it, it mostly follows Finn, but it follows Joe getting both of these people to break out of their shells that they've built right. built around themselves. Right. And you know this these are the kind of stories that I gravitate to when I'm writing. Like a lot of these shows or stories that I write are about people who have walled themselves off, kind of thing. And so this, you know, the story's right up my fucking alley. I loved how it's told. I liked it. I too. love, yeah, I love the the just the just the comedy from Joe. Like Bobby Cannavale did such a good job at keeping himself like actively vocal in both of their ears to the point where they have no other choice but to be like, "All right, I just got to talk right. to this guy." I guess you're like, my friend now. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> seemed like a like, good guy. Why not? <laughs> Uh, and the acting from from Peter Dinklage and Patricia Clarkson too is is phenomenal because they is. both do a great job at you know expressing these people <laughs> with with their own version of grief you know their own yeah like uh, view on the world right so it's like it is it's heartwarming but at the same time it's really fucking funny it like, is and that's it is I say heartwarming it's it's heart uh, so. Wrenching, heart wrenching. <laughs> My favorite scene, yeah, it is pretty heart wrenching, and and what leads to the heart wrenching part of the movie, the third act or whatever, is um, <clears throat> how the second act closes, where David, played by uh, John Slatter, Slattery, um, he comes in and finds. <laughs> after joe and uh finn have spent the night joe comes walking yeah. down the stairs as he walks in and uh he's like who are you he's like i'm finn and then joe comes in is like oh you're olivia's ex aren't you and he's like oh that's great he's like you know i think olivia's probably sleeping we really tore it up last night and it's like <laughs> oh my god joe <laughs> And then Olivia and, and and like he's just in a tank top in his uh, boxers too. And Olivia comes right. downstairs and she's just wearing uh you know a silk night robe 
and her uh, her pajamas you know and so yeah. it, it just paints this hilarious picture that he's right. walked into and, and they do a great I mean, shot with the stairs and stuff i just loved that scene it was really good. yeah that scene was fucking hilarious and i didn't realize that that was john slattery like you said that and i was just like wait really yeah. like i pull it up and i was like oh my god i, I don't know he, he has such a small role that like yeah, i'm yeah. gonna give he's, myself a pass it's that just it's that but, scene that's it it's just so it's so funny now now once you said that i was like no fucking way and i pull it up i'm like yeah yeah that's him like my goodness didn't recognize him at all back in 2003 <laughs> that can't be too far from the start of mad man man i don't even know anymore like i, w- I would say batman was in 2010s but what's f- 2007 so four years yeah Man, that uh, went for eight seasons? Jesus. Yeah. Have you seen it all? Uh, I've seen like four of them. And then I stopped watching TV in general. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I remember. I'll get better at it. I'll work. I'll try. Maybe I'll come back to it someday. Maybe. But, uh, but no, the station agent, that's kind of how I feel about it, too. Is like, I really love this film. Uh, I, I guess just to go into my closing statements, it's kind of early, but. Yeah, no, let's um, do it. We'll do closing statements, and then I, we'll talk specifically about Michelle Williams. That's right, that's right. And uh, I, I love it, but it's not going to be one of those films I come back to a lot. So that's the only reason it doesn't get four stars, is because the the replayability hmm. is down a little bit, just because it's it's a more conventional film. Like, it's hmm. uh, a lot of what happens, you can kind of guess from the get-go is what's going to sure. happen. You know, you get your you get your emotional scenes, and, and I'm only mentioning this because when we talk Manchester by the Sea, I'm going to talk about why uh, I think that film pulls this this kind of genre off so much better. Um, but it's because it's in Manchester by the Sea, it's not conventional. There's a lot of stuff you don't get. You don't get your overly dramatic emotional scene in a third act. You know, you you, you like you do get it, but it's in a very different um, delivery than what what you're used to and that's the only thing that holds station agent back just a little bit it still gets three and a half stars like the performances are fucking great yeah uh the story the story is good i really enjoy the story uh, it's written and directed by tom <coughs> mccarthy who has done basically very little except for spotlight he was the writer and director of spotlight um and like this it's so good this movie is so quiet and so like uh emotional like fucking yeah i love it check it out i i i did really enjoy this movie uh i i literally watched it right before we started recording and so it's kind of hard to reflect and say how much i liked it but i want to say i had a really i really enjoyed it especially the the feeling of friendship from the three of them and uh, there yeah. comes a moment where Olivia gets in trouble and Joe and Finn come and help her out. And it's just really great. And I love it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it a face and a half. I, I really enjoyed this. And, one. you know, and, you know, now that you say that, that reminds me, too, that like another thing I love about this film is that uh, I feel like another film, a, a more conventional film would bring more romance into this this right. movie. It, it was and this one there did, was a little bit that maybe didn't even a need bit. to happen. 
Right, but they never they never went full till into a romance plot, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate that because it's like you know mo- more most films would be like all right now they have sex right, and this film's like all right now they fall asleep right you know it's like she she falls asleep in the chair he falls asleep in the couch or whatever like you know it's it, it, it doesn't go those routes right it, I know, think they share that. the couch but it, they're they're uh, they're laying opposite directions. Right, yeah, not 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 completely like romantically, yeah, but like yeah, yeah, and I I really enjoyed that. I like that not every film has to be a romance. You know, this film could be just a a drama, yeah, where these people are are learning to to you know bust out, yeah, to, to I, like, be friends, nice, and ha- found family, and all that jazz. Exactly. Uh, See the beauty in life. I also wanted to mention Cleo. Uh, She was uh, a little girl who lived nearby. Oh, yeah, I liked Cleo. She liked to play on the trains. Uh, She's played by Raven Goodwin. Um, And she did... uh, She was a very cute kid. Very cute. I don't recognize anything else she's been in. (laughs) She worked on Nickelodeon stuff, but I don't remember those shows. I see. Okay, well, guess, let's talk about Michelle Williams. A, a soda pop break first, right? No, we gotta talk about Michelle. Oh wait, Williams. no, no. Yeah, you're right. You're forget. right. I forgot. I forgot the <laughs> the purpose of what we're here for. So much. No, yeah, she in in the station agent. She plays a uh, a librarian named Emily. That's right. And yeah, it's uh, her her involvement. You know, it's because uh, um. A lot of what Finn is suffering from is just like feeling like everybody's staring at him. Right. That like everybody is like hell bent on focusing on the fact that he's different. Right. And, uh, the very first interaction that he has with Emily, the librarian, is she's carrying some books, just completely does not see him around and gets absolutely startled to the point where she screams in his face. Yeah. And throws everything. She bumps into him. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. And but like at the same time, you you like I don't know you you like that that's a reaction that he probably has to deal with. Like yeah. there's a lot of people who don't look down, yeah. you know, when they're walking. Yeah, and, and so and I think like, they did a good job of playing it that she actually just thought she was alone, and and just the fact yeah. that somebody was there is what scared her. Uh, but and then she's immediately attracted to him too. Like you yeah. can see it that she's like smiling at him, trying to get him to talk. But he is—he is absolutely not a talker. No, like not he at does all. not. He's like me. He's like me out of the house when I go outside and people like do small talk with me. I'm just like, huh, yeah. And he just and wants it. to brick wall. check out his book about trains, but he doesn't have a library. Yeah, that's card. right. He needs. Oh, to, so sad. Yeah, he needs some mail, and so he had to wait for his bill to show up. Yeah, no and there's there's one brief address. scene where he's walking by the library, and she's like, "Hey, did you get any mail?" And he's like, "No," wow. and just keeps <laughs> yeah, going. <laughs> yeah. And Joe's like, "Hey, man, you're talking up all the girls, man. I'm jealous." <laughs> he's just like, "What the fuck, man? You're the boss." <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's uh, good shit. There is one more scene with Michelle though, where they're yes. at a bar. Finn was supposed to be meeting Joe and Joe's father at the bar, but he got stood up. He and uh, lo and behold, Emily's there too. 
And she has just this emotional breakdown. Yeah. Where she, like, you know, she tells him that she's pregnant with her boyfriend who she doesn't really like. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. And, like, and, you know, she just, like, (laughs) completely just unloads on poor Finn, who is just, like, also feeling like, you know, the world's heavy on his shoulders. Hey, because he's he's dealing with a lot by this point in the movie. And so it's just, like... It's it's a really funny scene, but it's like it's really good acting from Michelle Williams, and that's like you know that's what we're talking about with the spotlight. Is like that's the that's her big scene is when she unloads everything, and you know I do I do like this point of the film, like I do mm. like her her performances. Yeah. I will say, um, but I I I don't think she lends as much as she does to to this one as she does to Manchester by the I, Sea. I can agree. I could agree. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the scene subsequent to that where she, Finn defends her against Chris, like he is, he straight up pushed her mm. to the ground and he's, he got in between them and he's like, hey, please, please don't do that. And then he shut, yeah. and then Chris shoves Finn into the car. And uh, yeah, I was so mad. And, and yeah, that, same. That what happened after that, I just was like, I, I got really upset for a moment because I thought that they did a thing, uh, to a thing, yeah. And I would, I don't want to be too script because you sh- that apparently the filmmaker maker wants you to feel those feelings. So when you go and see <laughs> it, you'll have to feel them like I did. Right. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's it's. A powerful moment, though I really do like it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, let's let's take a soda pop break. Let's come do back that. and talk Manchester by the Sea. It sounds good. I love you. So, are we back? Are you good? Are we good? Okay, so I I thought that Kyle Chandler played Denny Duquette in uh Grey's Anatomy but he plays a different character named Dylan Young who has a, ca- a conversation with Denny apparently uh but Denny oh. Duquette is the guy in the bed in that show in the hospital bed that is uh but gotcha but Kyle Chandler is the guy in the hospital bed in this movie in Manchester that's Park right State. that's right yeah yeah for for the flashbacks yeah <laughs> yeah for the hospital no, it, uh, to to get into Manchester by the Sea to divulge it, it's going to be basically taking all of the backstory and telling you that up front. So that's like spread sprinkled in throughout the movie. You get in little yeah. bits and pieces, but it was a non-linear much, uh, story for sure. Non-linear, yeah, non-linear, non-linear, <laughs> non-linear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's a beautiful story too. It, you got Lee Chandler played by Casey Affleck, um, who accidentally caused the death of his three kids. Um, he, yeah. him, and uh, his he was married to his wife Randy, played by Michelle Williams, and uh, <clears throat> he was drunk after a party one day. Yeah, he put a uh, put on a fire to warm, warm up the house, the house because. Otherwise, if he had turned on the the you know the unit to warm up the house, it would have fucked up with his wife's allergies. So he put a fire on instead. He just forgot to put the barrier, the the liner or the whatever screen. the divider screen. Thank you. He forgot to put the close that, 
And then he went to go get more beer because he didn't have beer. And a fire or a log must have rolled out, caught the house on fire, and killed his kids. They the firefighters were able to rescue Randy though. Uh, but you cut forward uh, like four or five years or whatever to when his brother dies. His brother Patrick Chandler, or sorry, not Patrick, uh, Joe, Joe Chandler, played yeah. by Kyle Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got. Why some, they didn't just call him Kyle? He has some uh, chronic heart disease kind of thing. I don't remember what. Yeah, they call congen- it exactly. congenital heart failure or something okay. like that. Well, yeah. Anyhow, I'll probably. I think that's what they I'll call probably it. have that. You think so? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Uh, well, I don't treat my heart that nicely at all. I know uh, that. I, I need to treat either. it better. I eat a lot of cheese, buddy. Um, I tell. <laughs> I, I, te- I keep telling that I'm going to try harder. I really. I, like, I am. I'm sorry. Like I'm, I like. I promise. One day I'll eat a blueberry. I will. I promise. One day I'll do some exercise outside of work. <laughs> I do exercise, so I got. I got that go. going got for that. me, which you is nice. Up on me then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but sadly, Kyle. Uh, sorry, Joe. Doctor Mike uh, is time yelling at us. Doctor Mike is yelling at us across the the internet right now. <laughs> <laughs> But unfortunately, uh, Joe passes away. Uh, Brother Joe, played by Kyle Chandler again. Uh, and Casey Lee, Lee uh, Casey Affleck, Lee Chandler, uh, he goes out there to take care of Joe's son, uh, Patrick Chandler, played by Lucas Hedges, who is 16, uh, yeah. in the prime of his life, dating two, three women, maybe. Oh my god. Uh, this kid's crazy. Yeah, going, going crazy <laughs> in high school. Um, and, Can and you maybe just out, not mention that, you know, if it comes up? If, <laughs> why would it come up? Can you just not can say, you just, can you just yeah, say just don't that tell you them, won't tell you know, them? You know, where, 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 your, where their daughter slept in the house. Yeah. Where, you know, it's like, that's the other thing. The parents in this movie are just so lackadaisical, just like, Haha, they're having sex, but at least we know where they're here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, so... whose character was that? Uh, her name was, like, Megan, I think. But I can't oh, remember I don't, I don't that remember. It was the mom. Name. It was the mom of one of, uh, yeah. I think it was Heather Burns as Jill. Oh, you're Sandy's right. Sandy's mother. You're right. Jill. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was Because, uh, yeah, Patrick wants to have sex with Sandy, and so they ask, you know, they ask Casey Affleck to be like, hey, can you just talk to the mom down there for like 10 to 30 minutes huh? and he's like okay i guess you know and he's not good at small talk at all and she's but like also it's she like, comes up and interrupts them it is like hey, yeah yeah she can't I, do I, it. there's I, this guy does has nothing to say i can't do it yeah <laughs> well it's also like it, it's devastating because you look at what the the subject of choice for her conversation yeah. was all about the kids yeah and all that casey affleck is dealing with throughout this entire movie is the guilt he feels at having killed his own kids and not being because he, he, he finds out through the reading of his brother's will that he is the guardian of this 16 year old child yeah. now and he just he's terrified he he can't and he doesn't know how to vocalize it either another a huge theme of this film is you know that that stonewall masculinity where it's like you can't show you, you display your emotions, you know. All the yeah. men in this film just do not want to cry in front of each other. They don't want to show any kind of pain. George is pretty good with it. George, 
George, who must be like Joe's best friend or something. Uh, he's played by yeah. C.J. Wilson. He he's he's pretty more willing to cry than the rest of them. Uh, not not so much though. Even in that opening hospital scene, he's doing everything he can to not cry. Yeah, and he just you know he breaks down, and when he does break down, he immediately is like like I'm kind sorry. of like pinches himself. Yeah, he like hits himself a bit, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm so." You know, he like stands himself up, and he's yeah. just like, you know, he's trying to to stonewall it again. Like that's just all the men in this in this whole yeah. movie is I are like hate that. It, actually, I I I mean I I do too, but I think that's like the the message they're trying to send across is like because Casey Affleck's character is so confined within himself because of because of this. He has so because much he has no one rage. to express to. Yeah, and like he he just doesn't know at all how to talk to anybody or how to let anyone in, and when everybody tries to get in, it just terrifies him. And you know because there's a there's a very beautiful moment where Randy, uh, his now ex wife, she comes you know she she finds him on a walk you know because he's in the same area as her now again now that he's back in Manchester taking care of this kid, and uh, you know she apologizes to him because after the their kids had died she yelled at him you know she treated him horribly mm-hmm. she said terrible things that she now no longer means and she's trying to open up to him and she's telling him you know she's like there's one line where she's just saying like some of the lines are like just don't die just like don't lay down and die kind of thing and it's just it's so sad it's so heart-wrenching to watch like casey affleck just like withdraw so much into himself in that scene and try to get away because somebody's trying to get in and help. Yeah. And he just, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have that ability to seek help. He, and, there's a lot and I'll of say no as thank a, yous. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'll say that I, I, I connect a lot with this movie because, um, as, as a, you know, non-binary individual becoming more public with that identity, uh, it's, you know that that's one of the hard, bigger things I I struggle with is with my emotions, with displaying emotion. Right. And I, you know, I do lock up a lot and and like withdraw within myself. Nowhere near as bad as Casey Anthony. Don't worry, or Casey Affleck. I mean, don't <laughs> yeah, worry. Casey. Uh, oof, that's a bad. That's a bad Freudian yeah. slip right there <laughs> for this for the subject of this film. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But but what I'm saying though is just like I really do like I I can see myself in Casey's character and Lee Chandler and it's just it's heart wrenching and at the same time you know it does kind of like make you feel I don't know more like I I need to go out there and you know and live you know I can't I can't lock up like this guy is and so it's like there there's so many good messages here that is so much weight emotional weight that it is really hard to watch though (laughs) yeah it is and then you know just kind of like the culture that these guys have to like uh this this being in one of the flashbacks scenes like they there's maybe it's not in one of the flashback scenes i can't remember but they're just like punching each other and calling each other the uh the r word over and over again in one scene and i'm like yeah come on guys like it wasn't even that long ago like just it's very it's very like almost boston like with with ben Aff- uh, Bru- uh, yeah. ben affleck and, and matt damon oh yeah you know, and, and, and matt damon was a, in, uh, a, in uh 
uh, a Massachusetts town, I think. Yeah, yeah, Manchester. Uh, but like, and Matt Damon was also a producer on it, so it's like it is a very Boston yeah. has a lot of that Boston feel, and but I, just a very colder, I, colder Boston feel than than say like. Well, yeah, they did it in the winter. Goodwill Hunting or something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, in fact, that's one of the big things with uh, Patrick. Um, he, who played the main Patrick again? The the sixteen year old uh, Lucas Lucas Hedges. There we go. Thank you. Anyways, um, yeah. fuck, I I lost track of what I was gonna say. Do you remember? Because uh, he in the winter he didn't have oh, a coat. Yes. Uh, no, it wasn't about him not having a coat. Uh, the big thing, though, that Patrick is concerned with is that they're holding off the burial for a couple months so that the ground can oh, thaw yeah. in the spring. Oof. And he just hates the idea of his dad being stuck in that freezer. And right. uh, he keeps on trying to get um, his uncle to do something about it, uh, being Lee. Or to just even open up about it. Right, yeah. And... The whole thing is about not being able to cope. Um, yeah, and and that's one of the, like, but the also harder about scenes being about when... honest, being honest. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the harder scenes too. Is when um, when Patrick, uh, the you know the sixteen year old, when he like has that breakdown when he mm-hmm. like it, it fully hits him that his father's dead that he's in a freezer like somewhere. Um, and you know, he's, he's just like, just sobbing and Lee, uh, Casey Affleck's character has no idea how to deal with it. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's just like, what's wrong? He's just like, my dad's in the freezer and he's just like, okay, like, do you need me to take you to the hospital? Because like, I, you you can't have a breakdown every time you look in a freezer, you know, he's just like, he, he doesn't know how to deal with it. It's so sad. And it's like it's it's really heart wrenching because like Lee's only acting that way so that he doesn't have to open up. Like he's only it's it's just another wall that he's throwing up, and it's just it's so hard to watch. And so it's a good moment. It really is a good scene. I did think that but, scene was also had some sweetness to it, though. Like yeah, uh, yeah. like he does break his the kid's door down, but only because. <laughs> but like you find <laughs> out. Does. Not either. Not too long before or after that, after he confessed to the police and what happened, and they were like, "Well, you didn't commit a crime. I mean, it sucks, man, and we're yeah. really sorry, but you did it. It was a mistake." Um, yeah. He does try to kill himself with one of the police's guns. Uh, so I, I, I read that scene as him being. He just really didn't want Patrick to do that to himself if that was what was going to happen. Right. Uh, that's that's where I read it. Uh, but yeah, he does not know how to operate in most social no. situations. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I, I like that viewpoint that, that does make it a little nicer. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, there, there's just there's so much of that, though, where it's just like. The emotion, like, I don't know, Casey Affleck is so goddamn good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I said it before we recorded, I think, but, like, this is one of the best performances I've ever seen. Like, just in general. Yeah, it's a really good performance. And you know what? Uh, I think Casey Affleck is pretty underrated. Have you ever seen, um, I don't remember the full title, uh, but The Coward Who Killed Jesse James? 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's. I uh, think he's. That is a very interesting presentation that movie has. But I think he is very good in it. I can't remember what that title is, and now I'm just stuck on it. It's like it's the coward really Robert Ford. Yeah. That assassinated Jesse James or something mm, like that. I, I don't know. It's long. <laughs> Longer than it needed to I be. Need to know. Secret review. The, assass- <laughs> the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert That's Ford. Right. Okay. God damn. God damn. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, Casey Affleck's a damn good actor, but yeah. like this, this was one of the best performances I've ever seen. Like it's so uh, emotional, mm-hmm. and and he carries it all. And then, like I was saying, with uh, I guess just to lead in the closing statements, Go like I was it. saying with um, the station agent, you get that big emotional scene where uh, Olivia just like blows up on Peter Dinklage's character. Right. And you know, and, and you have all these emotions that are laid bare and everything, and and it wraps itself up, and then you continue on with the the bar scene with Peter mm-hmm. Dinklage's character, and it's just like you know, it just it just builds and builds. Whereas here, you feel like you're going to have those scenes. You feel like you're you're finally going to see Lee just unload on somebody and explain to them just what he's going through. You know, you think you're going to have that emotional breakthrough, but it just never comes. You know, he, he when we do see it, it's silent. You, it, he's crying. There's music playing. That's all you can hear. But it's like a montage scene where it just shows him explaining to uh, who are the two friends? Um, George. George. Uh, yeah, George and his wife, whatever. Oh, I'm not uh, sure what his wife. It might be Sharon. Yeah, it might be Sharon. But but like he explain he's explaining to them what's going on, which is that he can't be in this city where he you know yeah. where where his he lived with his kids with his he wife can't even get where a his job life was happy because yeah nobody I mean a lot of people don't want him yeah yeah and that scene was sad too it's like oh he's got a reputation now and maybe <clears throat> maybe uh, Michelle Williams character had a hand in that of maybe yeah. And you know, and again, like she obviously and clearly doesn't mean it, right? But like right. anymore, that is, yeah. yeah. Obviously, when it happened, of course she meant it. Like it's it's such a horribly mm-hmm. traumatic thing. But but no, like I really like I love this movie. Like to go into closing statements, like this is it's a perfect film in that it it it's unconventional at times. It it really does like. It keeps me interested. It's two hours long. Like, it's really fucking long. <laughs> and it's 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 hard throughout because it's very... There's so much misery that, like, hangs over the film. Yeah. That, you know, it is a hard recommend because it is a very emotional and uh, kind of, like, deeply traumatic film. Um, and then there's, like, one dream scene with, uh, with Casey Affleck and the kids. Yeah, that's um, sad. Where, like... Oh, it's it's sad and it really makes you see, you know, the nightmares he's dealing with, right. what he's going through. And it's like it's like a peek at Shutter Island but without the horror, you know. Right. And it's oh, it's it's so good. Like I really do love this movie and I give it four stars. Like uh it's just everything about it just it hits. It really does. I um really did enjoy the movie uh but <clears throat> there's very very little levity if any in this film 
If you get any yeah, of it, it's true. through Pat Patrick's teenage shenanigans. Uh, but that's yeah, honestly he's, he's a really good comedic relief at times. Yeah, sometimes, but it's it's very light. I mean, he's obviously in grieving himself, and there's a yeah. lot of really sad scenes with him. Uh, but I I don't know. I mean, it gets a full face, that's for sure. But I I don't count it among my favorites. Maybe it's just a little too sad. Um, yeah, and that's fair. That is totally fair because that makes it the that's the hardest part about recommending this film whereas with station a uh, station agent you know that has some heartwarming moments like yeah. that one i feel like you walk away from that movie movie feeling happier right and <laughs> this you, one you kind of walk away just being like oh yeah you definitely <laughs> feel sad uh after this movie yeah. and you know it's a it's a good film though and we need films that you know drive us towards those emotions yeah, but tragedies are good. Tragedies are good. <laughs> I enjoy a good tragedy. Uh, it's but my favorite. I was not. I, I don't know. It's it's not really something that you suspect in this style of movie to be one hundred percent a tragedy. There's usually some sort of upside, and there is like a compromise that Lee and Patrick come to, and it, that is nice. But the fact is, like, you still leave off with the main char- main character being like, "I I can't do this. I can't grow past this." Yeah, yeah. And that that scene is so just tear jerking. Like, I'm immediately yeah. crying when he's when he says what he says in that scene. Like, it's so hard. Yeah, like it is. It is. But let's uh, let's talk Michelle Williams in this film. Yes, indeed. She plays Randy, ex-wife Randy. Yeah, and uh, you get to see you get to see before and after the tragedy, and you know, so you get like two different versions of uh, Randy of Michelle Williams acting. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I think it's super fucking amazing. It's pretty good. Yeah, she's yeah. I mean, like I said, it's really only three scenes that she gets talking, but it, it the first one. Does a great job of setting up her character and uh, the love and tension between her and Casey's character. You get that all established in the one thing with her just sitting in the bed being all stuffed up because she has fucked up uh, sinuses. Allergies. Slash, yeah, the, I I don't know, there might be something wrong with the house that they had. Who knows? Uh, Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, and, and then the he also scene, is she's still trying at to have all of the friends. Yeah, she's trying to have. Uh, he's trying to have sex with her though, and she's like, "Get the fuck off of me!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, "Do you not see the condition that I'm in right yeah. now? Like, what the fuck's wrong with yeah. you?" And then the next scene you have is right before um, the the accidental uh, burning of the house, mm-hmm. um, where where you have. Casey Affleck and his friends are down in the basement having a good time, and she's trying to go to bed because it's two in the fucking morning. So yeah. she just like and the kids are too, yells yeah. at them. Yeah, and it's just it's a real scene. It's a very real scene because it's just a wife yelling at you know the <laughs> uh, the husband's friends to go the fuck home. Like remember you know, it's like, when that happened to us in our apartment with, oh with our God. friend uh, who was our roommate. 
I just don't want to name names, but yeah, <laughs> they, they yeah, popped out of it. there. It's like, I have a test in the morning. <laughs> and we're yeah. like, oh, we're so sorry, man. Like, hey, you know, we didn't think it was that yeah, yeah. late. Uh, we're sorry. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> it was like we'll the disperse. first time, <laughs> the first time we had those people over. Uh, it was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh but I mean, like it's it's a real moment though. Like yeah. I do get where they're coming from, and and like get where Michelle Williams' character is coming from, and like you get a nice moment too at the end once the friends leave, where you know she she clearly shows that she's not actually pissed off at Casey. You know, she's just like you fucking goober, like you damn drunk asshole, mm-hmm. and like it's it's nice. And then you get to you get to see her in the far future, five years later, where she's moved on. She's with another man. She's about to have another kid. And, you know, and, and she's trying desperately to reach her ex-husband, whom she still loves. You know, it's just like all the all those harsh feelings she felt in the moment have, you know, dissipated as time has gone on. Right. But but where she has moved on, where she, well, not like specifically just moved on. That's not like, it sounds so right, Yeah, moved. She like, says that she's still heartbroken in that monologue that she yeah. has. Um. I would, yeah, she's just still living. She's just trying to have a yeah. life. Yeah, and, and whereas he's not. He's yeah. like shriveled up and she's trying to bloom. And it's like, it's, I would choose this movie in regards to the Michelle Williams spotlight mm-hmm. and in regards to the genre Smackdown as a as a psychological trauma. I, like either way you want to look at this film, I'd right. choose Manchester by the Sea mainly because like if in regards to Michelle Williams acting it, it's much stronger and more prevalent to the the plot i 100% give you a, give that to you on the basis of Michelle Williams uh i do think that this is a much more poignant movie than the other one mm-hmm. but on a personal level i enjoyed the other one more uh yeah. But, you know, that's this not exactly sad. what we're doing in this uh, episode, so I don't have to say which one's better. I just can say that Michelle Williams did a better job in Manchester by the Sea. There you go. That's fair. I, it's not I that she did a that bad think... job in the, uh, the station. Right. It's a completely different character, but her character had a, a much more impact on uh, the characters in this story, I think. Manchester, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. And also, it's it. I will say that I do think Manchester is the better film. It's just far sadder, and yeah. that's what weighs it down. Yeah, is that it's it's incredibly sad. But I think I just think overall, it's it's such a beautiful, perfect story. Yeah, it's it's well captured by uh, Kenneth Lonergan, who's the writer and director, uh, who also has not done much. He was the co-writer on Gangs of New York, and that was about it that I knew of. Wow. <laughs> like. Crazy how both of these directors, they wrote and directed these films and like they've done so very little, but they're both like really good films that really hit, hit well. Like, yeah, yeah, they're both good films. I will give it that 100%. Uh, I, they slap as the kids say. (laughs) Yeah, I think I, I can recommend both of them, but with the trigger warning that both of them do have some, excuse me, they both contain depictions of suicide in one form or another 
Uh, so I know yeah. that's a big deal for some people. Um, but it's not like and, it's not like a graphic moment or anything like that. No, yeah, and, and also just trigger warning in general for uh, if like movies that are steeped in misery and depression, right? Yeah, uh, so bother you. Just both, of the, both of these films have that. Yeah, <laughs> but they're good. They're it's good, just really. Yeah, it's just one tries to make you laugh, and the other one just tries to make you cry. And you know? yeah, so you know, I think. Sweet Home Alabama might have been better with Michelle Williams. She was in that? No, I said it would have been better. Oh, it would have been. Yeah. Instead of, yeah, I would I'd agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I think we should just watch Dawson's Creek. Like, we should okay. just do it. All right. Like, All right. Yeah. I'll get right on that. How many seasons? Uh, I think that it's six, okay. maybe eight. Okay, that's doable. That's not 12, maybe 15. So, <laughs> we'll find out here. Dawson's Creek, 18 seasons. No, just oh, kidding. Jesus. <laughs> but they were, they were long seasons, so 128 episodes. Oh, Jesus. Well, it's doable. Yeah, so. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll yeah. let you know when I'm done. Well, we can, <laughs> we can play that way. It'll take me forever, man. I'm just, like, getting back into watching Doctor Who on a regular basis. Like, yeah. We've been uh, watching Jody again. I think it might be my second time watching Jody this year, the her her nice. season. Uh, but when I went to go watch it, not her season, her series. Yeah, yeah. She's got three of them, I guess, and then specials. Specials. <clears throat> uh, so, anyways, we're watching that, and yeah, I might go watch some of that right now. That sounds good, or. Uh, maybe nice. the next week's movies because who has the time? Gotta get on that more? too. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, thanks, thanks though for all of you who has taken the time to join us here today. That's right, uh, because we love you so much. And um, head on down to Patreon.com/slash Green Faceless. Uh, check out the subscription tiers. Yada That's yada right. yada. Ad placement. Boom. Did yeah, it. you did it. And, and you know, if you do it, if what they said. Then you can participate in the potato pick next month. We'd love to see you yeah. there. Okay. Yes, more options, please. More options, more voters. We want, we need. We want, we need. Come on down. And also, money, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, thanks, guys. Love you all. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the face of Leone. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.